superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you hear what he said? What? No. If there is a source, that source is unemployed. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm telling you, football people, shit, chat, 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 chat. Chatty Cathy's. And this is why I don't understand Urban Myers. like I'm not used to this. Real talk. Here's this the- is the way it works in the NFL. The Rich Eisen Show. Real talk. Earlier on the show, NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissaro. Still to come. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams. Rams tackle Andrew Whitworth. Plus actor Terry Crews. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Everything's good in the hood right here. Feeling great. My uh, mic flag just got a new tape job because it fell about six times over the last uh, uh, two days. And Del Tufo did a great job of telling TJ, go grab some tape. <laughs> TJ, thank so, you for doing that. appreciate the tape job. It's all good I'm a in our hood right here. All, Look, we're all winners here. I don't even need to ask you to see your – is your resume still on my desk it over here? It should be, unless you threw it away. I don't know. I don't think I – I mean, I've got, got, I've got, got extra fix. copies. No, here it is. Here it is. Uh, and fixes my flags now, TJ. Uh, yeah. What's the top line on TJ's? TJ's top yeah. line is digital content slash social media producer. Oh, like uh, Rich Eisen Show, Direct TV, AT and T. I like it. January twenty seventeen to current. Yeah. What about special skills? To current. I don't think uh, I have special skills on there. Here he is. Uh, skills: sports. <laughs> That's a skill. Writing. Okay. Content curation. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Instagram. Instagram yeah. Is I mean, uh, is a skill. Is TikTok on there? I'm kidding. Definitely no, not. Too soon. Not a skill. Skill. <laughs> There's eight bullet points. There's eight bullet points. On skills? On skills. Yeah, a lot of skills. Almost as many as teams you root for. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? It was right there. Uh, He's going to do this forever, sports, isn't he? It was right there. Writing. Okay. Content curation. I like curation. What if, what if Urban Meyer looked at one of his assistants and says, tell me one of your winning skills. And comes, <laughs> the word comes like Instagram. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I, Instagram I, is my skill, sir. I sw- well, it is a skill because what's my, yes. my role here is social media. The At so, Rich yeah, Eisen Show I, I, I Instagram added, page yeah. is, is terrific. Great. It's great. So I added Players that respond. after I was already here. That wasn't in my resume Rich, 10 years ago, okay. obviously. Here's no. another bullet point. Content management. <laughs> He oh, manages so not content. Only, not only does he curate content, he manages content curation it. and content management. And That's it. By the way, great job. But it, it is great. It's great. great to separate them in two different bullet points. Absolutely. Very good. If, I was, if I was looking at your resume, I'd say, this guy can fudge a bullet point with anybody else. I, I, need, I need to see this TJ Jefferson stat. 
By the way, this is the first Zoom. It's the first time he's ever seen. He's never asked for a resume when I got this job. So never. when I was printing, I'm Absolutely like, not. this we guy knew. has no PJ, idea what I've go. ever done. We're not done. There's three more bullet points. There's three more bullet points that I think. I think this is great. We weren't even planning on having during this content. This is great. Bullet point comedy is a skill. Oh, okay. Well, kind of came back to bite him on Price is Right, didn't it? Yeah. Did it, though? In terms yeah, of you went winning. towards that skill. Like, your Did skill should have been focusing on the task at my, hand, my skill, not comedy. My skill wasn't winning a game that I've right. never no, seen in my life look, before. You didn't look for where you were choosing the key. Which, Urban, Meyer, know, Urban Meyer would have yeah. fired you had he seen yeah, your that was, Urban Meyer says <laughs> that was winners take the middle key. Right, right. It was in <laughs> his book. I thought I was grabbing the, win, the middle a key. A whole chapter on winners <laughs> Take the middle key. <laughs> thank, thank God I'll never have to worry about working for Urban Meyer. Then. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. The guy's already had one of his bullet points this being is, is Instagram. Another bullet point is Facebook. Oh, they should be back to back. Are those skills, though? But he separated them. And then Twitter's the last bullet point, in case you haven't Man, I guess I need gotten the point <laughs> from the bullet this. points of Instagram and Facebook, last bullet point is social media. Yeah. Now you see. So, I told you eight bullet points. Allow is the right me number. to retort. You see, Rich. <laughs> Rich loves Urban to. Let, Urban let his guys retort. Rich, so go ahead. Rich loves to mock things that he doesn't understand clearly. So he, he could he could mocking. ask me about it, but I'll tell you. You see, back three years ago when I thought AT and T was firing me, which they eventually did, and you saved me, I had to put a resume together. I wanted to stay in social media. As you guys know, when I started this job, I didn't think social media was a real job. And then through LinkedIn, I'm like, wow, there are hundreds of jobs for social media. Yes. So as I was getting let go by AT&T, I had to update my resume because I thought this was the field I so wanted to So how many stay. bullet points did you have before the updating? Uh, was it six? Probably. I don't even think I had bullet points. To oh, be these are all skills. My first skill, I, I just Mad pulled up my skills. Mad, I'm just saying. You know, I, had, I had to adapt my resume with the times. I yeah, had to see, I need change to, and I had to adapt. I have three bullet points in my skills and qualifications. <laughs> I need to go the TJ route. My number one is comprehensive experience blogging, podcasting, and all aspects of social media. Yeah. So I need to separate Look, those. I, I do more bullet points. Yeah, I, I do not. I don't have many legs to stand on on resumes. <laughs> okay, because the last resume I you left I, on the printer. The last, not on the printer. Uh, the last <laughs> resume. Right. The last resume I ever filled out was when I was trying to leave Redding, California, KRCR TV, Spirit of the North States, Channel Seven R, your ABC affiliate in the Redding Chico market, which Aaron Rodgers could have been watching as a kid growing up, watching me do my thing. Never asked. Aaron that question but because I didn't fill out a resume you know ESPN gave me a box and NFL Network gave me a new home and I've been there since then okay so So the resume that I was sending out with my tapes that ESPN eventually did find on a uh, through a headhunter and then hired me Mm -hmm. uh, that resume I I left on the copy machine (laughs) at KRCR TV and my news director Cal Hunter found it (laughs) and left it and left it on my desk with a post-it note, you left this in the printer. Cal. That's all it said. So there's that. I did you that. That's kind of like sending the reply all, oh, you yeah. know, that you shouldn't send or texting somebody oh. that, you're te- that you're texting Amber, about oh. and you send it to the wrong person. Oh. Although this doesn't rise to the, uh, you know, 
Roman Roy level of things. And by the way, our, our no, buddy I, Ken Tulo helped me put this resume together okay. one of two our, years one ago. Our, one of Rich yeah. Eisen's shows finest. Yeah, so he was the one okay. who was like, this is what you got to do. Very good. This is a winning resume, TJ. I like the font. <laughs> uh, it's a very readable font. Shout out the tools for helping Eight bullet me. points. Eight bullet points. You, you want to, again, you have content curation and content management as separate points. Yeah, because and Instagram, I Facebook, I... and social media as three separate bullet points. Sure. You've got skills that also include, you should have put one in there using bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been its own bullet point. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, TJ, I, I don't need this. Yeah, so. I mean, you hired me without the resume. Yeah, so come on. I didn't know. Whatever. Hired you. What do you mean? You did hire me. Okay. Very good. <laughs> you're did all I, winners in my book. Did I just show up and put a mic in front of my face? Hey, and, and, you know, you're all winners. You're all winners. Nobody needs to defend themselves around you. <laughs> Even me. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Well, saying. dude, you are the all-time the great at just tooting your own horn. I mean, I mean I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I like, you don't need it. Like, if Urban, if, if you were in his co coaching room and he turned to you and said... How are you a winner? I would throw an Emmy. You would, if you would have said, "I'm the Urban Meyer <laughs> of audio," who the I, hell are you? I, exactly. <laughs> we just lost two preseason games. Who the hell are you? Exactly. That's exactly where I would have gone. That's how you would have responded to Urban. I mean, what are you? You're doing? the king of like. You're not even asked to defend your no. resume, and you talk about your resume. Like, I do. Urban's never met anybody like you. No, ever. He would he would not be able to handle me. We would have had a fight. We would have fought. You'd have fought. Fisticuffs. Yep. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Yeah, we'd have gone. Yep. Heated argument. We he, very heated. <laughs> he thought you thought my ex-wife threw the Emmy at me? Wait, if Urban came at me and you said, What do you what right did you back do? At you. I would have Urban. thrown all six. Urban, am I a winner? I wrapped a police car around a tree. No, whoa, no, whoa, I didn't whoa, crash whoa, a police whoa. car. I crashed my own car. Urban. Well, you always Urban. say that wrong. Urban. I crashed my own car on a tree. Urban. Would Scott Baio have gotten that late night visit? Exactly. With Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli, if I didn't I drop her off for that booty call? <laughs> oh, Rich. Right? Nay. Nay. Nay How many booty calls have you driven the daughter of Judy Garland to? Exactly. That would have been your response. I would have gone, it would have been all over. <laughs> Rich, be easy with the urban booty calls. Oh, stop. Oh, yeah. Stop now. Oh, now wow. stop. Now, sir, you've crossed a line. We're here all week. Easy. Just be quiet and write down Scott Bayo's booty call on your sheet there for a future fantasy team name, please. Pretty good. Scott Bayo's booty call. Why did you leave your chair? I had to print something for you. Oh, that's right. The bullet point is I need the Devontae Adams information for when he calls in. Is that what that is? That's what Very good. That's, just, that's the latest skill I require. We're showing how all the sausage gets made here. It's awkward, but uh, not nearly as awkward as it probably was in the Jacksonville coaches' room. MVP in the NFL. Let's talk about that for a little bit here, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Because we've got uh, one month to go. This is usually when you have this conversation, right? It's kind of weird. Now, normally, now it really heats up. Right. Now only one month to go. Up. It's just like you're, you're, you're at the top of December, right? We're in the middle of December. It's like weird and stuff. But this is what it is. There's four games left for everybody. Everybody's off their buys. There's no more buys. Full complement of games coming up. Some, though, coming on Saturday because, you know, that's the way the NFL rolls in December. Anyway, long story short, who is MVP? Do you remember way back in the day Sam Darnold had MVP chatter back in September? 
After like two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Three and oh. They were three and oh. Three and oh. Yeah. They were three and oh. He had like eight rushing touchdowns. I was like, whoa, was Sam like, Darnold. Where Josh Allen started four and one. Dak started five and one. Herbert started four and one. Justin Herbert had a lot of buzz about MVP, didn't he? Derek Carr started five and two. Even Stafford had the conversation about around him at seven and one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lamar six and two. We were I was saying he was playing like the MVP. And then we showed actually I think we showed statistics, right? That Lamar's season through eight games this year, some of the metrics were better than his eight game start in his MVP right. year of twenty nineteen. Yeah, big time. Then they've lost three of five, and we're we're hoping he'll be back this week, because why not have a game where the last two MVPs face each other. Last year, we had that with Lamar versus Mahomes. This year, I'd love to see it with Lamar versus Aaron Rodgers because guess what? With Kyler Murray coming off of that ankle injury because he started 7-0 and and then hurt himself in that loss to the Packers, then we didn't see him for a month. He comes back in the Chicago cold and rain and has four total touchdowns, he had an opportunity last night to really put himself in the middle of this mix and he just, you know, didn't have that MVP-type game that we have seen pretty much consistently year in and year out from. Your two front runners, The OGs. Right now, 2021. Rodgers has an outstanding opportunity to go back-to-back. And the guy who's standing in his way is Tom friggin' Brady. <laughs> Imagine that. That's crazy. Because Mahomes is, I don't think Mahomes has even been in this conversation for a split second this year. Not really. He, not, he, and he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't merit it. Yeah, it doesn't really. merit that conversation. Isn't that incredible? Because I'm spitting facts right here. Who, who am I? Pos- like Derek Henry was in the mix, too, and rightfully so. Because we were just talking before the commercial break. For our terrestrial radio audience, it was on our Peacock segment that ends every hour. Henry's still fourth in the league in rushing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he only played eight games. And there's a possibility that if he comes back and he runs enough, he could be back in the top three at the end of the year and miss half the year. He had run at MVP, and he's no longer in that conversation. Right now, it's Rodgers and Brady, and you can't argue that. And the last four weeks of this season, pull up a chair, get your popcorn ready to use the T.O. phrase, because you've got Rodgers and Brady, not only one and two, respectively, atop the NFC in their standings with their teams, but they're one and two right now in in, uh, MVP possibility. They're one and one A or one and one. Yeah, Rich Brady leads the league in passing touchdowns. 30, 36. He does have 10 interceptions. Aaron Rodgers has the amazing, which he seems to do every year, the amazing touchdown to interception ratio. 27 and 4 right now for Aaron Rodgers. Huh. Wow. 27 and 4. Rodgers, your league leader in passer rating. Rodgers. And he's gunning for you, too. Chip on shoulder, end of game. They both know. I mean, they both. Know how to do it. Clock, stare off. You know, stare one way because he's going the other way. Look off safeties. Get you off sides. Run it, Brady. 
putting out that video saying he can run it. <laughs> and he ran it this week, he man. Did. And had a, a sneak. Yeah. Dude, he and Jerry Rice, 10 touchdowns as a 40-year-old. That's t- that's the most ever. He's going to break Jerry Rice's touchdown as a 40-year-old record. Tom Brady. He's taking them all down. They're your MVPs? 50. For this year? Just... Hold on, Mike, hit it. You think we need one more? Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll get one more. Okay, what do you I want to throw one more name in here, Rich. Okay, go and for it. He was kind of a hot preseason name because he changed locations, and you did just recently mention him. Yeah. I want to put Matthew Stafford's name okay. in the ring here for MVP if he really closes the year strong. Only nine interceptions, second to Brady in touchdown passes. He has 33, third in passing yards at 3,900. If the Rams finish strong here, win the West, yes, that's and true. are maybe the two seed. Or the one seed. I think Matthew Stafford could kind of snake this okay. MVP away from okay. either Brady or Ryan. So there, he's, he's kind of on the outside. He's coming on Down strong. the stretch we come, he's, he's on the on outside. Right? He's second to Rodgers in passer rating by just a couple. Of, okay. Know, a couple, I think it's that's right possible. there. It's right there. That's possible. And he looked great last night. He sure did. Wow. God. Remember he, last week, he's like, yeah, I feel fine. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm like, you sure this is not one of those hey, quarterback sure, things sure, that you're just, <laughs> let's not talk about it. I don't want to make excuses. He's like, no, I feel fine. And he took a hit last night on, sure the, on the leg, and he was kind of limping there for a second. And he then, sure did. You know, uncorked that and one. And now here comes to, Odell, huh? Savannah and Odell. His best yeah, game yet. Oh, my gosh. Best his game, best game. Best game yet. You can make the case it was one of his best games since leaving the Giants. Uh, he was going to say best game in a couple of years, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's your MVP talk right there. Let's take a break. Still more time for your phone calls. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're going to take the call of one Devontae Adams, best receiver in the game. From the Green Bay Packers, coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, it's a different show. That's a different show. show, Joe Buck Live. Yeah, no joke. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you, man? There you go. We're just bad. Uh, Andrew in Washington State, let's take your phone call here. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Rich. How are you? I'm doing well. What's on your mind, Andrew, in Washington State? Well, first of all, thanks for the great interview last week with Matt Stafford. He came through on my fantasy team. And you have Devontae Adams coming on, which yes. was my number one pick. So he's coming through on my fantasy team. One this week. So thanks for all the advice. Great. Um, I had a question just following up the Urban Meyer thing. You know, we've had the uh, uh, NWSL Soccer League, Women's Soccer League over the summer. Out my way in Washington over across the bridge in Portland, you had Neil O'Shea. Now you have Urban Meyer. But... Why do you think pro sports teams put up with coaches and GMs that create like 
almost hostile work environments in the name of winning? Does it really pay off? And how much money do they end up putting out for these guys that create these caustic environments? Well, again, I mean, um, you just got to put yourself in Shad Khan's shoes here right now. Okay. First of all, congratulations. You now own a yacht. Um, so uh, let's just put yourself in Shad Khan's shoes here. Let's just say you have been coveting a certain college coach. You hear a lot of your fellow, um, you know, colleagues uh, talk about how, you know, if I could hire another coach, it would be this guy. I love my guy, but Urban, whoever gets Urban's going to be, you know, somebody that's the envy of the room. So, so it's not only something that you believe to your core, but others around you are telling you this would be a coup. And you finally do it. And part of the reason why you finally get your guy is because your team has lost enough for you to get such a generationally talented guy that is so terrific at college that the guy that you've hired would know very well and know how to, you know, work him because he's he's sent, you know, so many um, teams to championship podiums, right? So mm-hmm. although, you know, he hasn't really sent too many quarterbacks to the next level, but that said um, – you finally get your guy, and you also pay him a ton of money. You're on the hook for it, and all this happens. You, you know, you might want to not believe it. You don't want to eat it, even though you're an insanely rich man. You don't, you don't, you don't eat millions of dollars. That also shows, you know, the world that you admit. Although that takes the strength to do it. I've made a mistake. You know, so, yeah. you know, I think that's what's at play right here for Shad. Doesn't want to believe it. Can't believe it as a combination together, uh, doesn't want to eat insane amounts of money. Uh, question would be, who else would be next anyway? Do you really want to pull the plug on all of that? Because you got to go through all of this again after one year. And, you know, the very we, we saw you can one and done a quarterback like Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray, and that works. But I, I don't know how many times you've one and done a, a coach and the next guy does so well the only example I would think would be what what happened with Seattle, one and dunning Jim Moore, and then bringing in Pete Carroll. Like that's the only thing I could think of. Where Jim, however, was the longtime NFL guy that you one and done for a college guy who worked so well because he was in the NFL for all those years. And Pete Carroll, this would be the reverse. Does that make any sense? Oh yeah, that's a great explanation. Thank you. Also, I wanted to say my rookie mistake. I first moved to North Carolina. I picked up a sales job, and within one month, I had Brian Kelly voice. And, uh, you know, my rookie mistake was trying to sound like a southern person with a fake accent. And one of my managers looked at me and said, Andrew, what what, what are you speaking? Oh, boy. And I couldn't even get it right. So I had my Brian Kelly moment in the South. There you go. Very good. Thanks for the call. There you go. It's Andrew in Washington State. That make any sense to you? <laughs> what I just said? I mean, I think that's what's at work right here yeah, for, yeah, for Shad Khan. And then you could sit here and say, it's so obvious. Look at this story. You're hearing all this stuff. And then you get the guy that you've coveted for so long and the guy that you've seen win championships, either conference or ultimate, and now you're, you're hearing all this stuff about him, and he's coming to you and saying, this is not the case, it's not true, or I'm good, I, I made a mistake back in you know, Ohio, and you know I'm good now. You know, at least then he could have fired him for cause and been out from all those dollars. Can't do that now. If that's what you want to do. It is truly remarkable that we're in this position right now. 
Chad in Cincinnati, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Chad? Well, Rich, it was a rough night last night for a couple of reasons. Yeah, you're a Cardinals fan, right, Chad? Sitting there in Cincinnati? Yeah. Correct? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, watching it, wasn't too happy with some of the coaching things, especially the ones that you displayed earlier about not spiking the ball, things like that. But you know what the worst feeling is, Rich? I'm, I'm in the fantasy position where I got to have Cooper Cup go off for me to get into the fantasy playoffs. And I'm watching this man dissect my team like he's, like he's a surgeon. And so it was kind of bittersweet. And that's the one downfall about fantasy is you've got this, you know, this attachment to your team, but then – Unfortunately, sometimes your team has to get carved up for you to exceed. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but um, uh, it was just a tough game. But I don't think we're done. I don't think we're done. Of course you're not done, man. Okay. Dude, I mean, and again, that's the NFL, right? That's the difference between the NBA and the NFL. In the NBA, you'd have a game either the next night or two nights later. And, you know, the NFL, of course you're good. You've got an incredibly talented quarterback, a very deep roster that appears to be healthy. I mean, these things happen. They're division games. You lose division games at home. It's yeah. tough. Just ask the Rams. And that's what happened to them in week four. I mean, that's what just happened to the Bills a couple weeks ago. Those are the ones you can't lose. And you certainly just can't lose. You can't lose games when you're you're two behind the team that's already beaten you. And the Rams just showed you uh, what they can do. So, thanks for the call, Chad. Hey, four and one in the division is not bad. Dude, it's all good. It's all good. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Anybody thinks the Cardinals are done. It's kind of crazy. All right. Uh... That's uh, Chad in Cincinnati, everybody. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be what you what you call. Just um, I, I'm I'm trying to counsel. I feel like I have the role of counselor sometimes, and you know we're not one of those knee jerk reaction type uh, uh, programs. We don't do that sort of thing. Joining us here, courtesy of Snickers and uh, from the Green Bay Packers, one of our favorite guests who we have not spoken to all year long. His team now happens to be because the Rams over the Cardinals, the top seed in the NFC going into the final. Four weeks of the regular season, one of the best of the best. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line on the Rich Eisen Show, Devontae Adams. How are you doing, Devontae? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Rich? I'm doing great. Thank you. Just terrific uh, to, to chat with you. It's been, it's been too long. So, uh, you watched last night. You root for the Rams in a situation like that? Does that happen for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I'm, I mean, obviously. Um, you know, I, gotta, I got a lot of love for both teams and respect for both teams, but um, you know, any time where we can get a little help, I don't, I don't ask for too much. But you know, anytime we can get a little help every now and then, I'll take it for sure. Especially since that that win, you know, uh, kind of mimicked in a way the win that your team had in Arizona because of COVID knocking uh, players out. You were not in that game. What was that game like yeah. for you, Devonte, to watch that game in Arizona earlier this season? For you, uh, it was terrible, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was my first time watching a, a Packers game um, since my last year in college, man. The first time watching it live on, on TV. So, um, you know, I missed some games early in my career, but I never was in a position where I had to be at home. I was always, you know, traveling and on the road with with my guys. So, it was bad. It was it was tough, and I was also struggling with COVID at that point. Um, you know, had a headache, and then watching the game wasn't helping that. So. Um, weird experience, but it was it was definitely good to get out of there with a dub. Uh, either way, well, now it's all good in the hood for sure for you uh, mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Now that you're you're sitting there at ten and three atop the conference, what 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 works? Why why does it work so well? Do you think in Green Bay? I know that's a very general question, 
but you know yeah, we we, yeah. we see so much that goes on dysfunctional in in the NFL and we see changes that happen to coaches we see so much that happens but it just seems to work so well what does work so well in Green Bay for you well I think that what we do well and what we did particularly well um Sunday night was is the in-game adjustments I feel like a lot of teams you know you're not this this league's about matchups so you're not always going to come out and dominate the way that you you draw it up you know obviously when you're scripting in practice a lot of times you script for the best look or you know the you know you, you dial up a choice route you obviously want man coverage so you're going to do that and then in the game you may not get man coverage so how are you going to adjust and how are you going to be able to um you know make make changes on the flyer going into halftime like what we did make halftime adjustments and come out to where you can come um dial it up and, and get the ball to your playmakers and i feel like we do a great job of that um, we don't always play a, a perfect full game, and we're still in search of that type of game. Um, but at, at this point, we just really we found out how to win. And, um, you know, obviously I, we've shot ourselves in the foot a few times early on this year. Didn't start off great versus Saints and um, got that out of our system and played some pretty good football since then. So now it's just putting it together for four quarters, and then, uh, you know, we'll be really, really tough team to stop at that point. So how does that work? Can you take me in the locker room, halftime adjustments? It's LaFleur, it's what, Rogers, you? Who's who's sitting around yeah. talking about this sort of stuff when you got 15 minutes to figure this thing out? Yeah, well, it feels like it's five minutes, honestly. You don't right. even feel like you got 15 minutes in there. You got the defense on one side of the locker room and offense on one side, some chairs, O-line sitting down. And, um, you know, the coaches are, are on the whiteboard and they're, they're drawing up plays. I don't even know the whatever they're drawing up. Honestly, I don't even more, – more of the, the constructive stuff for us is going on when I'm having conversations face-to-face with Matt or face-to-face with Aaron about how it's being played in the first half. And they ask me, you know, different route adjustments that I'd like based off being backside alone um, or if I'm in a slot. You know, we, we just do a really good job communicating. And that's a credit to Matt and, and his staff for – um, you know, giving me the floor and trusting me and trusting my, my knowledge of the game and um, and what I'm seeing out there because, you know, I, I can give, give great feedback based off of leverages and, you know, different ways that I can beat some of these doubles. And I think that's been the biggest adjustment this year is that I'm not really getting a lot of single coverage. So um, the communication has to be at a premium, and we've been doing a really good job at that. The best receiver at his position is voted by his peers in the NFL 100, Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm going to throw a couple things your way that uh, that that uh, I've observed, at least to me, from where I'm sitting watching games and watching your games, and you tell me if I'm onto something or not. It seems that your coach, Matt LaFleur, is saying it with his chest a little bit more often. I see him a lot more demonstrative <laughs> on the sideline. I see him – Am I? you're laughing. Am I right or am I wrong with that? Hey so, man, I, I love it. I, first of all, the, the delivery of, of that statement was was uh, was premiered by you. I love thank you, that. sir. Thank uh, you. But I stuck but yes, the landing. Is, I did. Is, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> the analysis was even better though, because I mean, I, I definitely see that. I think as you continue to have more and more and more success as a player, coach, scout, whatever it is, it builds your confidence. So, um, and you get to know you build better relationships with your guys because you go you go through things throughout the season. So. I think just based off of how battle-tested we are and, you know, different different ups and downs that we've had just, just really throughout each game, you know, some of the stuff that we got to put up with and still go out there and get dubs, that gives the coaching staff and the players a lot of confidence. And I think that's why he's kind of walking around, um, not walking around in any type of way, but definitely, like you said, he's saying with his chest a little bit more. And, you know, it's, it's just our confidence is, is really high as a team. Definitely not a cocky state whatsoever because um, we got a lot of humble players and humble coaches in that locker room, but, I think everybody really understands what's in front of us and 
we've been really consistent as a team for the past two years. So um, this third year and now being, um, you know, near the, the, the final quarter of the season, I think it's saying a lot who we are, that we're, you know, back in the driver's seat, um, potentially putting ourselves in a position to have a bye uh, first round again. So obviously we, we still got four games to go out there and handle business and, and it's not it's not done until it's done. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun that this NFC race is so tight like this too because it keeps us on our job and makes us tapped in and locked in each and every week. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely how we're going to have to be if we want to go win a Super Bowl this year. And the other thing, Devontae Adams, that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm seeing, I kind of feel it, that whatever that was in the offseason, Aaron Rodgers is through it. I don't know, over it might be too much of a supposition because I don't know what goes on in his temples. But it's just like yeah. it just he seems happy and comfortable and that, you know, that that everything is working and that he's, you know, he's hearing MVP chants from the fans and you guys are winning and he's got you. He got Cobb, yeah. who I hope to see back. But do you get that sense that he's he's kind of there to stay, Devontae? Uh, I mean, I hope so, man. Hope so. Um, it's, it's definitely been the the same. I've got the same type of vibe as what you just said there. He's been um, definitely in good spirits, and I think that just we're kind of the same type of guy in the sense that you know certain things that go on in the off season, and there's there's a time and a place for certain things. You know, figuring out the business aspect of it, whether it's contract situations or you know whatever Aaron had going on with his situation, and then once that time goes by. And it's time to play ball and just lock in and, and go do what we love. Um, we have a good – We have. Uh, I feel like we compartmentalize that really well. And um, that's something that he does extremely well, obviously, playing the type of ball he's playing right now. And, um, yeah, just got to lock in on the moment, lock in on what you're doing actively, and that's how you produce the best results. What about you? Is your future tied to his at Green Bay, do you think, Devontae? What do you think? Potentially. But like I said, I'm, I'm the same kind of mindset as what, what I said about him. My, all my success has been kind of um, attributed to just being locked in in the moment, enjoying playing playing ball with my teammates, going and, and producing and at a high level and trying to focus on being the best um, every week, um, the best me and just the best period. So that's that's more of my mindset. And then once uh, once we wrap this thing up, hopefully with, with a ring, um, we can figure out where everything is, is headed with that. Uh, but during the season, definitely not um, you know at this point, played a lot of ball we're just gonna finish it out and like i said try to get this ring and then see what happens after that i gotta be honest i, I mean you, you get a ring you guys get a ring i mean why why <laughs> why wouldn't you just want to run it back you know what i mean like why yeah. wouldn't no i know there's a lot of dollars yeah. and cents in I, out of moving i agree on i agree there's, there's a lot of a lot of truth to that um but but as you know um you know better than most it's a business so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it um mm -hmm. other than just saying hey i want to be back and there's a lot of things that go into it. So at the end of the day, we we got to lock in on this part first, and then we'll we'll head into that and try to try to map out and see if we can you know keep the family together. But um, yeah, we got a few games to win before we even start thinking about all of that. All right, let's uh, before I let you go, talk about what uh, you're doing with Snickers. We showed the video before. Is that really your artwork, Devonte? Uh, really I, I would be lying if I said it was. Okay. I, I could, like I was uh, saying earlier, I think I could produce something similar. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you expect it a lot less. Mm -hmm. uh, but but definitely, that that wasn't my work. Um, okay. The acting is me, though, so I might be on the of my lives or, or something like that later on. Uh, but, uh, but yes, Snickers, is, they, they launched um, a new uh, campaign called um, the, the Rookie Mistake of the Year, which they're ultimately going to give a, a fan who who's, has the ultimate rookie mistake of the year um at the end of the season they're going to award them with 
um, two tickets to Super Bowl 56. So that's um, a really cool opportunity. They'll be able to go to um, snickersworkingmistake.com to submit their video. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what I was doing in that picture, just painting, uh, trying to turn some masterpieces uh, out of some rookie mistakes that, that people submitted over time. So cool, cool deal, and, and it was really, really fun going out there filming that thing. Well, your next painting uh, should be my rookie mistake. Uh, Devonte Adams, um, you know, and you're 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 born in Redwood City, so you you know all about Redding, California. Uh, so does Aaron, mm-hmm. who's from you know Chico. Mm-hmm. So I, I was up in Redding, California. I was a sportscaster of note, I would like to say. Um, and uh, but despite my enjoying my time there, I was looking to get a job in a, a larger market, and I left my resume on the printer, and my news director oh. found it. So wow, well, I, yeah. I I kid you not. That seems like something that would have one hundred percent been a, a painting I could have reproduced. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if, you if know, you, if you can kind of paint a picture of what that would look like, I'd be happy to get you something for your for your office. Well, uh, thankfully, it did not uh, result in a photograph of me having to put all my things in a box, you know, and and get yeah, out. Uh, but that was my yeah, rookie. Yeah. I definitely did that. Uh, I also locked my uh, equipment in the trunk of my car. Uh, on my first assignment uh, for that station, my God, how the wow. hell did I get? To, how did the hell did I get to where I am today? I don't know what I did, but I did that too. Yeah, you, you were letting the, letting the moment get too big. I see. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't have my head on a swivel. You know what I mean? I wasn't premier at that yeah. point to use the phrase that you used with me earlier <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. So no doubt. Okay. I hope I used that right. You way. did. You did. Hashtag uh, Snickers rookie mistake. Um, and go to again uh, Snickers rookie dot com because the winner gets uh, two tickets to Super Bowl Fifty Six. Perhaps to see you, sir, in it here. Do you guys talk about that stuff openly? Do you literally use the word oh, Super yeah. Bowl? You talk about it? Oh yeah. I mean, I think some teams may not because you don't want to psych out certain people. But you look at the the scope. I've been in four NFC Championship games, so. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's basically Super Bowl or bust. Is the mentality coming into it when you when you're on a team like the Green Bay Packers? So um, certain certain teams may try to keep that out and just do the best that they can. But we know what the best that we can do is, and that's that's getting to the ultimate show and getting out there and and uh, getting some hardware when we leave. So that's the goal. Devonte Adams, greatly appreciate the time. Really appreciate it. Say hi to Rashawn Gary for me, will you please? He's uh, he I and, will. He and I are in the same boat on New Year's Eve, rooting for our alma maters against georgia so awesome. we're well, gonna, good luck thank good you luck with that and i will i will definitely let uh bang gary uh know you said hello please do that thanks for the call appreciate it Devonta. let's do this more often appreciate it thank you yes sir Devonte yeah. adams everybody check him out every single week at tay 85 adams on twitter check him out fun stuff right there yeah, some insightful. Did I catch him uh, off guard by saying say say it with your chest? I kind of I mean, felt like that was me coming out of you because I've been telling you you've been saying it with your chest so often I lately. Say, so yeah, when maybe. you said that, I felt like yo, that was like me asking yeah, a question I mean, through you, and he loved I just, it. I just don't think he expected that phraseology. No, not from, from you. me. Yeah, from yeah. you. So I think you caught him off guard in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Uh, he laughed. He laughed. <laughs> yes. He liked it. And I'll be honest with you, when he laughed, my first sense was I'm onto something here. I got yeah, it right. I think so. That he laughed. I think so. Not the fact that I sounded insanely white. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> the fact is, I'm just trying. I want everyone on radio to know. Will you please tell everyone I did not say it with an overbite? AKA the Black Rich Ivy. Thank you, Shaquille. Am I right? Yeah, but I, I, loved, I loved it. I loved it. You can add to your bullet point here. Give phrases to the That's host. Right. Yes. It gets into his subconscious, yeah. and then it comes out 
with Devontae Adams. And work on that for next. Well, how how uh, how about those answers? About some of those answers. I love the I'm fact that they're not Rogers shying away is more from comfort- Rogers is more comfortable. Like, why would they go anywhere? They, why would they go anywhere else? Because the bridge has already been exploded. Like, I don't think. Kwai, I, you know I mean? how, how is that possible? It's ten and three. They're ten and three. They're the top seed. I think there were some potholes in the road. I don't know if the bridge. Well, you don't put all that stuff aside and it's for the not sake like, of winning. And it's not like Rogers is anywhere in the realm of looking close to the county near the area code of the planet that Big Ben looks like at thirty nine. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, the, the the returns aren't the but, returns are ten wins. They're not diminishing. I love the fact that he didn't shy away from your Super Bowl question, where everyone well, else, ninety nine percent of the time, it's like, no, we don't talk about it. He's, he's like, like yeah, yeah, I've been to four of these things, and yeah. you know, I haven't, you know, I love that. Haven't got through. Saying it with his chest. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> like you, the last two and a half, three weeks. Oh, I'm just living my life. I'm just being me. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, that's it. Yeah. How how would you know? Because as I've stated, this version of Rich has never existed before, Chris. It's, yeah, it has. It's, it's just been unleashed. <laughs> Dormant. That's all. Dormant. <laughs> For what, eight years? Right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll set up hour number three. Some of my favorite people. Andrew Whitworth. Us? Oh. No, oh. you it really goes without saying. You're winners as well. Andrew We're Whitworth winners. and Terry Crews coming up, Howard. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Network with everyone else. Jerry Jones, everybody. Jerry Jones, hey. one of our favorite sound bites. We give him a round of applause. What's up, Punk? He always does, he always does uh, the good stuff <laughs> for us and for what the show that he's on in the Metroplex. Was it 105.3? 105.3. The fan. The fan. All right. Asked about Dak Prescott and whether he's healthy or not. This is what Jerry had to say. Do you think Dak is in a slump right now? Oh, I, I don't want to say uh, that uh, slump, uh, but that's a, that's probably fair. Uh, but uh, it's such a multi-faceted uh, evaluation. Now he missed a lot of time in training camp, and he missed a lot of time early with that calf injury. Uh, and uh, some say, well, his mechanics are off a little bit. His feet, uh, uh, his motion uh, aren't quite uh, where they ought to be. I hear all that. And uh, and by the way, that's discussed. But is there merit to it? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, just as uh, he's had to his entire career, he will get in. He will figure it out. That's the key thing here. Doesn't want to say it's a slump, but it's probably fair that it's a slump. Guess what it is? It's a slump. The guy's in a slump. It's okay. Hitters get out of slumps because they keep swinging. Yeah. He's going to keep swinging. Shoot or shoot. And certainly since if he's got some ability, the hitters keep swinging. He'll keep swinging. He's in a slump. There's no question about it. There's no doubt about it. Some of his throws are off. His mechanics may be off. The guy had a calf injury, for crying out loud. Probably came back too soon from it. Injuries up front. Injuries at his receiver position. His 
top running back is out now. That's Tony Pollard. <laughs> and Zeke went healthy, the top running back. He's not he's not as completely healthy either. But guess what they are? They're nine and four. And you know what helps you get through a slump? At your quarterback position. Somebody like Micah Parsons. <laughs> I cannot rave about this kid enough. Yesterday I said he's the most impactful rookie at the position since Lawrence Taylor. I've got a, a few responses to that one. I believe it. I'm saying it with my chest, right? That's how you got to do because it. Because I said Lawrence Taylor won Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie. Nine and a half sacks. Parsons has more than that now. And Micah Parsons should be Defensive Player of the Year. Right now. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Right now. What do I mean by that? Well, you remember Khalil Mack when he won Defensive Player of the Year and how much of a wrecker he was? Remember how great he was as Defensive Player of the Year? Remarkable Defensive Player of the Year candidacy in 2016. Put the numbers up, will you please? Right now, Micah Parsons, through 13 games, has one more sack, two more tackles, three more tackles for loss, and one more quarterback hit than Mack had his entire Defensive Player of the Year campaign in 2016. He's already beaten those numbers of a Defensive Player of the Year candidacy. Khalil Mack with the Raiders and the Raiders in 2016 didn't look nearly as good as a team as the Cowboys do right now. Micah Parsons is an absolute game-wrecking beast. And Mike Glennon better have that head on a swivel because he's coming. Come for the Gregory heck. and Tank Lawrence and Diggs. And uh, this defense is stupendous. You could make an argument. It's one of the best defenses the Cowboys have had, period, since Jerry's been the owner. And I know I'm talking a lot right now. I know I'm doing a lot of talking right now. You can make this case. Kind of crazy, but it's the offense that's the question mark for me. That makes me not being able to trust the Dallas Cowboys because it, you know, I got a three and out every now and then. You could try and maybe chip Parsons. I don't know if you can. He's unbelievable. And the thing that's incredible about him, too. Certainly when he's got those numbers, Mac didn't drop into covers like this guy. He's there was Baldy picked out you you just gotta follow Brian Baldinger. Baldy picked out some video from from um Parsons Sunday against Washington. He dropped so deep into coverage, it was 15, yeah. 20 yards down the middle of the field, and he, he was, almost got it. He almost got an interception. Yeah, he almost yeah. got the interception, yeah. Imagine you're trying to account for this guy breathing down your neck with at least two people in your blocking scheme. And he drops. Okay. And then he's so good at dropping. And he's so good at covering. And he's so good at covering ground. That's why Dak being in a slump might not matter. When your quarterback's in a slump, that's a problem for most. I'm telling you, folks, this also, kid is so good. He's good at tackling, too. Which I mean, other people aren't. <laughs> what a dream come true. What a dream yeah, he's so good. come true. What a dream that the Cowboys could maneuver the draft board and still get him. By the way, we speak about the Cowboys running back issues. I don't know if you've ever seen Micah Parsons, Harrisburg High School. Yeah, I know. He might be the best running back on the team, too. He can play running back? Yeah, let's let him tote the rock five times a day. Google his his, uh, 
his high school Whoa. Yeah. video. He's a he's a beast Dude. all around. You know. He didn't play football last First year. First time in two years the man has suited up for okay. a football game. Those numbers, I saw those. I saw those numbers against Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. That was his entire defensive player of the year statistics. Crazy. Andrew Whitworth, the 40-year-old left tackle of the victorious last night, Los Angeles Rams, coming up.